0: Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle. Hello, everyone, and we're gonna have a really great episode, but before we get going, I want to thank my friends at the C-Suite, my sponsors, Sweet Sweet TV and radio. You can actually go to C-Suite TV and watch this as a show if you want, uh, but we're going to have a great show. You know, the title of the show is Training Unleashed, but maybe for this episode, we should change the name of the show to Executive Coaching Unleashed, because today our guest, Jenna Dillon, and she's with the Executive Performance Institute for Coaching, is an absolute expert on executive coaching and the impact and power of executive coaching. And, uh, you know, just a a little, just going to steal a little thunder from the show because I know what you're thinking is, well, all Jenna wants to do is hire her as an executive coach. Uh, She's going to be giving us a lot of free information, but she actually has something that you don't really see very often, which is she actually has a training program for you or people in your company that wanna be executive coaches to actually get the skills they need to bring back, which I think is super, super cool. But let's get just get into this for a second. Why do companies care about executive coaching? Why do they hire people to do executive coaching?
1: Uh, Thank you for asking that um, because not many people do. Uh, I would say, just like the metaphor of having a doctor or a surgeon, you can't do surgery on yourself. That's why we're there is we're there to be able to see what's happening in an organization that because they're in the organization, they couldn't see it. Whether it's a systematic issue, whether it's a communication, a leadership issue, whether it's a problem around their productivity and their teams or the results that they want to accomplish, we're there to be those set of eyes.
0: So I always like case studies. Mm -hmm. I always like you know. We don't need to name companies. And by the way, your list of companies is really cool, and you got great companies. And I'll just shout out like you know, DreamWorks is is one of them, which is really cool. But just don't say the name of the company. You don't even have to say that. Maybe the position would be nice, but not the person. But you know, what did they think, feel, and and then through the coaching, how did that go? And then what were the results?
1: Sure. So I'm happy to share, um, I work with a number of different industries, but the one that comes to mind is that I'll share with you is a company in the entertainment industry uh, that I started working with probably six months before the pandemic hit. started working with two of their leaders, uh, an executive producer and the CEO. And that continued to transpire into me working with the organization in a number of different capacities. Um, but predominantly, I was brought in first to just give some leadership training and communication techniques to the leaders of the company. Uh, and as you know, when the pandemic hit, a lot of industries had a roller coaster ride, <laughs> to say the least, and especially the entertainment industry. Um, but what was so exciting actually and and not just for me for them to experience is from the time that march 2020 hit where we the entertainment industry and the majority of my clients got hit in some fashion with that pandem- pandemic they grew and have grown since then 200% wow <laughs> yeah so they have hired probably over 80 employees uh, since then they have been able to generate more revenue than they ever had. Um, and so they've been clearly learning how to do something right and be bulletproof in their economy. And, and did, you,
0: did you do executive coaching with them or was it more group leadership and other things?
1: Uh, so I have done executive coaching with their leaders, both one-on-one. I have done strategy sessions with them. I have done like retreats with their management teams. Um, so a number of different capacities, and not just me. When I say me, it's my company, like people in my team as well.
0: All right. You're more than you. Right. Yeah. Perfect. So let's just, because, you know, I like to get into details and specifics. The senior, most senior executive that you worked with, uh-huh. were they happy to have you work with them or were they resistant?
1: Oh, it was thrilling, actually. and I, And I say that uh, intentionally. So the way I define thrilling is it's exciting and there's a little bit of like doubt or question or fear. And so when we first started working together, we didn't know a lot about each other and we didn't know how we were going to work together. So there's where I mean about the doubt. Um, and with every conversation that we have, there could be a new challenge coming up that I'm going to be learning about. Um, or there could be a new approach that they, he or she, whomever that leader is, doesn't know is coming, right? So there's a little bit of this unknown and how are we gonna partner and work together that becomes quite thrilling. And the more that I've continued to work with this particular leader uh, from this company, the more we have built such a wonderful, intimate working relationship um, where there's a lot of trust built and we get to be creative and very intellectual at the same time, kind of like a right and left brain minded partnership if you will, um, that then we can help him learn how to develop himself and his teams and organizations.
0: So I really love your answer because in my experience, and, and at one point I was running basically a $5 billion business. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things, the obstacles, those mental breakdowns is people feel like if they're given a coach that It means they're not doing a good job. They need to be fixed, that they're broken. And my experience has been exactly the opposite, that when you provide somebody a coach, they're actually thrilled, happy, and appreciative because the company's actually investing in them. And it gives them a way to have meaningful conversations with somebody who's purely there to help them with no ulterior motive. And that that makes such a really powerful, powerful relationship.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I would say hands down, um, if someone hasn't been working with a coach and they're a leader with, especially with a team or multitude of different teams, it's important to consider having a coach uh, because it's not there to necessarily come in and fix a problem that you're experiencing right in that moment. It's saying, hey, we're your Jiminy Cricket. (laughs) that's resting on your shoulder that can be your other set of eyes so that one, you don't keep creating blind spots that you unintentionally mean to do, um, right? Because again, going back to you can't do surgery on yourself. And two, you can be working however you want. You can have the work schedule as a leader in a company of whatever that looks like. You can create that and we can help support that person to create it. So if they want three days a week, if they want more time and energy to be doing the things that they want, you can have a coach for that. We're not just here to come and help with a pain or a challenge that you're experiencing. We're here to help you have a little bit more freedom and fun in your life.
0: Yeah. So let's just take a second. And uh, I love role playing on the show. Okay. Um, I'm I'm a new executive. And you're going to explain to me how the coaching relationship works and what your expectations of me and what my expectations of you should be.
1: Okay, great. So, Evan, I would say we don't know each other a whole lot. So, we're going to be getting it, we're going to be able to get to know each other through a multitude of different conversations that I imagine you aren't used to having. Okay. And the more that I do this one-on-one coaching work, the more I find how rare it is that people have conversations like this. So I want you to know you can share as little or as much as you want for the purposes of it, bringing you value. That's All cool. right. Anything we talk about will be confidential. And, uh, to give a little flavor to it, we're going to get creative in the process. We're going to partner, not me advise you, but we're going to partner where I'm going to try to figure out How is Evan's brain working for him or against him? And not only should I be able to understand that I want you to be able to see and understand that too. So we can think together and coach you together.
0: Well, that's cool. So how do we actually do that?
1: (laughs) That's great. Uh, so the answer is there's no linear answer and there's no one answer, right? So you can imagine just like there's a ton of different ice cream flavors. There's a ton of different personality types. There's a ton of different organizations. There's a ton of different uh, things going on in their economy or in the economy or their industry that is impacting them. And thus, I'll give you two different personality tests. I'll give you a DISCS and I'll give you a Gout Strength Finders or Clifton Strengths is also what it's called. Uh, I, I
0: love that, by the way. I, I, I love that. It just this is a total non-sector. My number one strength is ideation. And oh. I like to joke, my number one weakness is ideation because I have <laughs> so many ideas. Some of them are bad and it just is distracting as all get out. Oh,
1: but, fascinating.
0: But, and I'm sorry.
1: You digress. Yeah, I know. That's, that's fascinating. Um, so we'll do that. And that'll give us both a portfolio, if you will, of your personality. What are some of your strengths, right? What are some of the things that you're motivated by? And it, and I say, we will look at them together because I want you to understand yourself in this way, right? Then we'll start talking about some of the challenges you're experiencing. What are the goals and initiatives that you're wanting to accomplish yourself as a leader in your organization? We'll get very, very clear on what are the results that you are wanting to have from coaching. Okay. And then we at least have our runway set. Okay. So that's really how we start working together is we get our runway set so that then we can focus on vision, the goals you want to accomplish. We can look at the intention that you have, both from a mindset, having a very intentional, clear mindset, a very intentional and clear strategy that we can come up with together. And then we look at the implementation of those two things happening. So we're monitoring, we're tracking, like what's going on in the process, what's working, what's not, right?
0: So um, how often do we meet?
1: So that is typically anywhere from two to four sessions a month. And I say typically because how I work with my one-on-one clients, the leaders, is we'll say that they have three to four hours a month and they can splice up that time how they want in the month. So they have free reign to figure out what will work best with their schedule. Do they want two 90-minute meetings in a month? Do they want four 45-minute meetings if it's three hours of time, right? And I actually love giving them that choice because they get to figure out what's best for them, which is all the more building their leadership skills, right? Cool. Yeah.
0: So, you know, I'm new to this coaching, but I, I get the feeling like, you're never going to tell me anything because (laughs) you're going to just say, tell me more. Why does that matter? What are the possibilities? And you're just going to ask me these evoking questions. So I only solve my own problems. Should I expect that or should I expect like actual advice?
1: That's a great question. So, Uh, Most of the time that I'm working with my clients, I will check in with them. If I'm getting the impression that they are wanting me to play consultant, which is what I would call giving advice or prescribing or giving suggestions, I'll ask them, Is this you wanting me to give you advice or play consultant (laughs) versus coach? Right? Because the provoking of questions um, creates a very different dynamic on purpose than it would if I were to play consultant, right? So as a coach, we want to focus on building our client's leadership skills. And if I were to prescribe or give advice, then that would actually impact your ability to follow what I say, right? And build your skills. Now in an an ideal, perfect world, do I think there's a, a place for each one? Absolutely. And if there's something that I could have believability or credibility or expertise in that they, I check in and they are asking for that advice, I'll give it. However, uh, before I take that bait, (laughs) because I don't want to, right? (laughs) But I don't want to assume that me giving advice is going to actually serve them best. I will slow way down. I'll ask if that's what they're asking, and then I'll say, if I give you advice, assuming I have credibility and believability in that area, is that going to help you most? Because if it is, great, but if it's going to help you most to have me coach you to help you find that solution yourself, then do we do that? Right. So I, I put it them in the hot seat, <laughs> if you will. Right. I, I, I have them slow down and get clear for them. Right. So um, I,
0: I do consulting yep. and I do coaching.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I am more of a consultant than a coach. Okay. Honest to goodness, I get so frustrated when I'm talking to clients. And I'm coaching because I just want to give them the answer. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just want to give them the answer. I yeah. got to give them the answer. Yeah, But I know that evoking and self-discovery is more important.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Tortle Training's Learning Matter experts are passionate about designing effective solutions that move the needle. Whether your organization needs development of e-learning courses, instructor-led training, or assistance with creating optimized electronic versions of employee handbooks, our team can help. To learn more, visit tortle.com slash learning dash development. Do you maybe want to talk about the power of evoking and self-discovery?
1: Oh my gosh, sure. Um, And I'll actually give a metaphor around children. Why, Why are adults so fascinated with children? It's really fun to see them learn. It's really fun to see how they develop. Right. And they're enjoying at, at a young age, it's like, everything's new and, it, and it, there's this awe, this wonderment, right? It's the same way for adults because we're all just, and I say this in the best way, we're all just kids still at heart. We're all little yeah. boys, girls, all of that. Right. And, and so if, if we can, we meaning the coach and the client together can, help that leader or that client create a mindset where they seek out discovering more, they seek it. They don't just value it, they seek it and they're curious about it. Uh, Then they'll learn to enjoy it. They'll change their association and desire to learn and to take that initiative or to generate some problem solving on their own, right? And that's the sweet spot. Like that's where ultimately like that's a reason why I do what I do is, isn't that one of the main purposes of life,
0: right? Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I get frustrated because I know it's in the best interest of my client Yeah, yeah. (laughs) but I just want to say, hey. Yeah,
1: yeah. and you know, I I actually really uh, can relate to that because even as a coach, it's like you can really start. I mean, I I start to be invested in my clients because I care about them. I get to see what their potential is, and I get to really know them in a lot of ways more than other people ever do or ever will, right? And it's a privilege and an honor. Um, And even if you care about someone. Uh, I have to put my own wants that I want for them to the side, right? Because it's not what I want for them. It's about what they want for themselves or more importantly, what they can create for themselves, right? So in fact, I'll say, I'll share this. Uh, This is one of the best pieces of advice I got when I was getting my coaching training. And that is if you meet a coach and they don't have a coach, don't hire them. (laughs) <laughs> they're not practicing what they're preaching and you wouldn't want anyone, whether they're a coach or not, to start projecting their wants for you onto you, yeah. right? Or their, I mean, gosh, God, uh, like heaven forbid, their uh, issues and things that they're working on onto you unintentionally, right? So it's the same reason. It's like, as a coach, it's our job to hold back what we want for them, right? yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's a dance, as I say.
0: So I watched a movie once
1: uh-huh.
0: called The President's Analyst. And okay. now it wasn't a coach, but it was a psychiatrist. Okay. And anyhow, the premise of the movie, and by the way, if you get a chance to watch the movie, don't. It's not okay. a good movie.
1: <laughs> Noted.
0: But the point of the movie <laughs> was that this person the president had consulted with had, pri- had privileged information that was likely to get kidnapped by a foreign thing. And, and in the movie, they were gonna kill the person to protect the things that the, the analysts knew. Yeah. Well, as a coach, if you're working with the CEO of the company, you're gonna know a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I would assume most companies for senior level executives probably use outside people, that aren't friends with everybody and aren't working with the organization, because the level of comfort of confidentiality is higher, uh, even if someone wouldn't, you never really know, et cetera. Is that assumption on right on that senior executives typically work with outside people?
1: Yes, that's what I've seen more often than not, uh, and you know I really. I really do believe there's value in having third party. Um, you know, one of the biggest examples is, I mean, to what you're saying, yes, coaches will learn, especially when they're working one on one with leaders, they'll be learning information that is important to keep confidential. But the thing that I can continue to remind myself and humble myself with is to live in the question of, what else am I not seeing here? Or can I learn about this organization? Uh, Because what often can happen is especially if a coach is starting off with an organization and just working with one or two of their leaders, the leaders will say, okay, this is what's going on. And this is the root cause of the challenges of why we're experiencing what we're experiencing and what can happen is a coach will believe them and take the bait and not that the leader is necessarily wrong but we have to try to imagine that is what they are seeing and they are one piece of a perspective of what could be happening systematically so for us to stay curious and try to find other perspectives and lenses and actual data of what's going on in the organization can all the better help them, right? Sure, absolutely.
0: So let's shift gears a little bit here. And now let's move down the hierarchy from senior management to some more mid-management. A lot of companies have their own, you know, within the HR department, within the training department, have their own coaches. Mm -hmm. And, um, little different, um, but I think the same goal, at least that's my opinion. Um, and you know, one of the things your company does is train people on how to be coaches. And I'm bringing this up for my audience sake because a lot of my audiences work for companies, mm-hmm. and they may be interested in having coaching as an option or something that their HR department or their training department offer. Because, and you know, we, you talked about it a little bit, but the, the ROI on coaching is massive and it's really how you keep people fresh. It's how you keep people out of brain, you know, just repeating themselves and, you know, tunnel vision, I guess is the word I'm looking for. So coaching is, is, is a huge positive thing to help, organiza- help organizations grow middle management can use it a lot. Maybe a slight bit more blending of coaching with training, like leadership training, skills training, might be slightly more, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking, you can tell me I'm right or wrong. Um, but uh, but you know, t- you know, Just talk to us about how your company works with companies that want to train tra- um, coaches and things of that nature. So I will. I will now stop talking.
1: Absolutely no. Uh, you're doing great, Evan. So uh, the, I mean the the high level of what we can do with an organization is is pretty vast. Um, and so depending on if they're looking for specific people on their team or staff leaders who could develop their own skill sets to essentially be an internal coach of some sort. Or servant leadership is a common leadership style that is being talked about more and more that can be very synergistic skill sets to that of a coach. Um, if they're looking to develop those skill sets to not just lead themselves, but innately, automatically develop leaders that they're working with, um, then we can train them through our training programs to do that. And so if it's in mid management that um, is wanting support, We get really specific around getting all the data, like I mentioned earlier, to understand what what would their tailored training program look like? (laughs) What strengths of that organization, what's the personality or the core values of their culture that they wanna stand for? Let's get really clear on the leadership style that they wanna be having synergistically in their teams or in their organization. So that again, we have all the data to tailor the training program to them, right? So it gets, it gets fun, it gets creative and it gets to be their own, their own program, essentially.
0: Sounds really cool. I'm gonna interject something.
1: Sure. We have a
0: lot of people in franchising. The show's not all about franchising, but just by the nature of my training company, we are uh, the leading training company in franchising. And a lot of franchises have business coaches. Uh, that work with their franchisees. And it's a combination of people that provide information and to some degree are follow compliance and things like that. But they do a lot of consulting. But what I find is very few of them are actually trained in consulting. Yeah. So I'm just a shout out to my franchisee people listening to the show, considering getting actual training on coaching skills would make a massive difference.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I will even say, if I may add to that, is being able to know things to educate people on is one thing. Being able to train them on it is another skill set entirely, right? Yeah. So whether it's speaking, like being able to speak through a one-on-one dialogue or a team or room of people as a keynote speaker is a very different skill set right? And it's a very different skill set to be a facilitator versus a trainer who's doing educational training, right? So all of those different skill sets are different and unique. Absolutely.
0: So we're running out of time, but I know that there are people listening that would love to know about your company, what you do. I know you do more than what we've been talking about and who are the kind of clients you like to work with.
1: Sure. So, Um, The firm I have, Executive Performance Institute for Coaching, we work with high performing individuals and companies. When I say high performing, I mean, there's a certain personality type amongst that person or company. So they are continuing to want to seek out how they can get better. They want to continue to generate more and grow, or they're, they're open-minded, they're forward-thinking, um, and sometimes going so fast can get in their way. Right. <laughs> so there, uh, there's a, uh, we say like a predictable set of leadership challenges that can come with someone being a high performer. Uh, and we specialize in that profile. In terms of how we work with them my team and i we do one-on-one coaching for mid management upper management we do leadership training and development so in training sessions where it's interactive educational sessions are you doing
0: that live virtual or online
1: we do live and virtual interact rarely do we have modular uh training because we find tailoring it to the team actually helps their results uh, become more expedited. Sure. Uh, so, uh, But we do both virtual and live, uh, and that includes virtual and live facilitation meetings, whether it's around creating a strategy for their initiatives or building a rewards recognition program. It could be a number of different things. Uh, and then we do keynote speaking. So for conferences, for networking groups even, or for annual kickoffs, right, for companies. So we do all of those for organizations. Outside of that, as you've mentioned, Evan, we have a training, um, a set of training programs where we actually can train and develop executive coaches. And that is hitting on that uh, pedagogy, andragogy, which is the art of teaching adults, Uh, that I just love, right? So it's a way that we can actually train the trainer, um, whether they want to be coaches of their own, in their own career or their leaders in a company. Is
0: it in person and how long does it generally take?
1: Ah, so with the training programs, we can be in person, but obviously with the pandemic, we are flexible. And the majority, if not all of our training programs can now be online virtually through Zoom. So we have our 1.0 training program where they learn how to have the business development and training for one-on-one coaching and small group coaching. That's a six-month program. And then the second training program, our 2.0 training program is a nine-month training program. And there, that's like coaching to the masses, if you will. They learn how to facilitate meetings, keynote speaking, interactive trainings and webinars, and being able to know how to develop. And have but they're not.
0: They're not. You're not 40 hours a week.
1: No, no. This is. This can be, and it and it would be anywhere from 10 to 20 hours a week of training. So it's very intensive. It is. Yes, it is. And that's yeah. it. That's the deepest dive we can give, where they really come out of those training programs, skilled, having done skilled practicum hours in the industry. With our team, right? So it's very, very deep-dived, uh, and I say that uh, intentionally because we—that's as—that's as deep of a dive as we can get.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, the- no, it's a—you're you're describing a very serious program, right? Yeah. It's not shallow. It's not like a, a pump-up and people get excited and 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 I, I just want to acknowledge you for doing that because I think when I look at the world and, you know, outside of business, how many people are coaches, business coaches, life coaches go online with zero training, mm-hmm. zero training. For some reason, they just think that they're good at it. And and some I mean, some people I'm sure are. I'm not saying that everyone like that is bad at it, but there's a difference between someone who's a serious coach and somebody and has been seriously trained and somebody that has just decided they're going to become a life coach and, 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 and be a life coach. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) It's got to be somewhat frustrating when you see all these people that, that claim they can coach that have no skills or training in it.
1: Uh, I've chosen to look at it as I'm actually, on the other hand, grateful that the word coach is a trending term (laughs) because, People are hearing about it, right? It's then just our responsibility to inform people on what it means to be an executive coach, which is actually part of our mission. <laughs> it's to yeah. not just inform, but to redefine what it means to be an executive coach and be able to deliver quality service to our clients.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. So I know you have a special offer.
1: Yeah, What is your
0: special offer?
1: Yeah. So uh, one of the things that I seek and continue to pursue with my team is how can we just build more accessibility for coaching to people? And the way that my team and I do that is every single month, we actually do a raffle where we rotate who on the team uh, can do this raffle, but we offer three different introduction executive coaching sessions. So for anyone that's interested in getting a taste of executive coaching and getting a sense of even what it could bring value to them, uh, all they do then is reach out to me or someone on my team on LinkedIn, get us a private message, say, I'm interested in being in your raffle. We'll put you in the raffle and we'll let you know if you get one of those sessions.
0: So the good news and the bad news, Uh, is that we're everywhere with the show. So we get a lot of listeners. That's the good news. The bad news is a lot of people don't get the descriptions, right? So if you could give your LinkedIn address, it would be great. And if you could give your company URL so people know the website to reach you at.
1: Absolutely. So I'll give the website first. It's www.executiveperformanceinstituteforcoaching.com. My LinkedIn is my name, Jenna Dillon, J-E-N-N-A, last name spelled D-I-L-L-O-N. We are, my company is on LinkedIn with Executive Performance Institute for Coaching, uh, and there you can find anyone on my team that you're welcome to connect with, if not me, um, to message
0: us. Excellent. And as you know, we end the show with, if you had one tip to share, what would that tip be?
1: Yes. I remember listening to these episodes and I so love that you do that. My tip would be to live in the questions without getting to the answer too quickly. So it's important to live in the questions because then the answers can continue to evolve. And you set yourself up to not have blind spots. You set yourself up for growing.
0: I, I love the tip. I think so often that we just want to immediately answer a question. Mm. just in our human nature we just want to prove how fast we are Mm -hmm. and I also love that that's a a great tip that would come from an executive coach (laughs) who would want people to be in the possibilities so Jenna you've been a great guest I want to thank my audience sincerely thank my audience Uh, you've been terrific we're now the top five percent of all podcasts in the world which is great I also want to thank my sponsors c-suite tv and sweet sweet radio which I wouldn't have a show without them And Jenna, again, thank you so much for being on the show. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to Tortal.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's Tortal.net, T-O-R-T-A-L, Tortal.net.